Welcome to Finding Emo, our podcast where we discuss our favorite albums from the early aughts and thereabouts. I'm Blake Fisher. I'm joined by Chris Monier and Kyle Simmons. Uh, we've got a new ask hey. for 2022. You can go to FindingEmoPod.com, maybe. We actually I haven't checked if Chris even did this yet. Uh, not yet. <laughs> not yet. We haven't actually done it. Eventually, <laughs> they you'll be can. able to. Get, they eventually will be able to. You'll eventually, mm-hmm. at some point, be able to go to FindingEmoPod.com, uh, or you can check the show notes, and you can sign up for our email list. Uh, it's just a fun way. I don't know what we're going to do this year, but we'll try to do some stuff like maybe make some T-shirts or have some contests or uh, stuff like that or fun uh, things. So uh, you can go there, check that out. Uh, obviously, you can follow us on all the social media at Finding Emo Pod, and you can rate us and you can subscribe to this podcast. That helps us a lot too. Um, shows, you know, those uh, those shows just show up right on your phone when they come out. Which we're finally back in the rhythm of. No one got sick in the last two weeks. Uh, no one yeah. had any sort of disaster at their house, so we're on schedule. Uh, yay for us. You're like, congratulations for the bare minimum effort of getting a new episode out every two weeks, guys. Congratulations. I actually assume we were off schedule, so that, no, that's great. For, we're this on. is news to me as well. We're on. <laughs> uh, that's why That's why we're uh, doing this at a month. Now, I mean, we're barely on schedule. It's Monday evening at 1030. I just got home from a Thunder game. Uh, narrow loss, but uh, I'm amped up from yeah, it. Yeah, bummer. Good, good, almost come back. Uh, so today we are doing motion city soundtracks. Uh, really, I mean, you know, sort of, I'm going to call it sophomore cause you know, commit this to memory was kind of the big one kind of breakout album. And so this is the one that follows that, which I think the reason I call that sophomore album is because it's the hard one. You know, it's the one where you just mm-hmm. had kind of a hit thing and you maybe have some writer's block and stuff. Um, so we're doing their second one, even if it kills me, uh, or really third full length, but second, uh, Second kind of big one. I'm gonna, like I said, counting as their sophomore. It was released uh, September 18th, 2007 on uh, Epitaph. And um, <clears throat> this is kind of a weird producing credit. Did you guys know uh, Rick Okazic from the Cars? Is it is Okazic? Am I pronouncing that right? Rest in peace. Uh, Adam Schlesinger. I've always said it in my head. Me too. Yeah. Uh, Adam Schlesinger, also. Rest in, rest in peace. God. Um, and Eli Janney. And so it was really like uh, half the records, Rick, half the, Adam, uh, half of it's Adam. And, uh, and then oddly enough, as I'm looking into the album credits of this, I figured out a buddy of mine, a guy that mixed my record was an assistant engineer on this record, uh, when he was in New York. So there we go. I didn't get any feedback from him. Uh, I didn't, I wanted to ask him if Rick was weird. Um, <clears throat> I assume that would be an affirmative, but uh, so yeah, kind of a weird, I guess at the last minute, uh, they, they'd been trying to get Rick okay, which is a pretty good fit. Cause a lot of people kind of felt like motion city was kind of the mid two thousands Weezer of sorts. And obviously Rick okay, did the, uh, the, the famous blue album and then came back into the green album, a couple other ones. So, um, uh, so yeah, so it makes sense that they would kind of want to work with him and he kind of, and plus, Motion City also kind of sounds like the Cars. I mean, like with the synths and stuff. I mean, there's totally. definitely a Cars vibe with them. So I can see why they Cars for sure. Yeah, two yeah. thousands Cars. But uh, I, I can definitely see why that would be a good fit. And I guess they didn't think they could get them, so they kind of lined up Adam, uh, who uh, you know, songwriter. That's a and, good second. Uh, yeah, from Fountains of Wayne. Uh, great, 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 great songwriter. And and so, uh, but then I guess at the last minute, Rick was like, "I can do it." And so I guess they kind of split the album. Um, the, the, much later, they kind of, not much later, but quite a bit later, they, they start kind of saying like, it was kind of a disappointing experience. Unfortunately, I guess he was very, 
really strange and confusing. And I guess one guy said, like, I literally never understood a thing he said. Like, nothing <laughs> made any sense. And and they were like, it was almost like he was pranking us. Like, we we would, like, do a good take. And they would, he'd be like, do it again. And he would do like what was obviously a terrible take. And they'd be like, sounds good. Or the guitar would be out of tune. They'd be like, I think it's out of tune. No, it sounds great. Let's just keep it. It just seemed like they were like, it just, it felt like we were getting pranked. Uh, But they said his main engineer was like the reason the record turned out the way it did. Essentially, it's like he was really kind of the um, thank God for him kind of thing. So. Well, that kind of sucks. Did he come with the Rick Ocasek package? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and so yeah, I mean, I guess it worked out because I think the hands sounds of God. great. Yeah, but but apparently, uh, yeah, it was not uh, not it was weird with Rick. Uh, never didn't hear anything bad about working with Adam, but um, so it's kind of weird. It peaked at number sixteen on the top two hundred, um, and I think it was number one in the alternative uh, charts and stuff. So. It debuted pretty big um, for them, and I guess like immediately after recording this record, Justin goes to rehab for three weeks. He was in a bad spot, which is weird because, as we'll talk about as we start talking track by track, this album feels a lot happier than the previous one, and mm-hmm. I thought I had maybe the timelines sure. mixed up. I thought he went before this, but it didn't. That's not. It was after the recording of this, so I feel like this one's a little bit more. Uh, the last one was like every lyric were like, wow, these are super depressing. You just don't realize it because it's like on such a bouncy, happy song. But this one feels a little more uh, upbeat. Not that it's not self-deprecating and stuff at, at points, but it does feel better uh, and, and kind of in a, in a better spot than previously. But it doesn't sound like he was. So um, it was good to get a little break. And it sounds like after that, it was quite a bit better. Um, so that's really, I mean, there's not a ton about the album. Um, you know, they kind of, they did have a little bit of that writer's block kind of thing. I think they were a little nervous about it. Some, some of it, some of these kind of just kind of came together. <laughs> Sounds like in the studio and, uh, and kind of last minute and worked pretty well. But, um, I think they were, you know, I think as most people do, it's, it's a little tough going sometimes up front and then kind of grind it out and, and ended up with a bunch of great songs. Uh, one thing that I found that I thought, was probably the case, but I wondered if it was a producer uh, thing or a band thing. Uh, he definitely sang more. He, tra- he purposely sang like um, softer on this record because he was just nervous about sure. like blowing his voice out on tour <laughs> singing, you know, as you get more, if you get on bigger tours and as you have more albums, you're playing longer sets and you can't quite go at that level that he was going at um, on the previous record four entire sets. So he like purposely tried to sit back a little bit and write these songs to be a little bit more, um, constrained on the, on the vocals or restrained, I guess on the vocals. And I think he does a good job and it really makes the parts where he kind of goes for it. I think really kind of special on the record for sure. Um, so, and you know, styly stylistically we, we get, I think more synth on this record that, that, that Moog fun fact, it's not pronounced Moog, which I think is just rude to have a company spelled M O O G and call it Moog, but whatever, uh, we can talk about that, but, uh, it's nice and up there in the mix, which I think it was a little bit more of a novelty before at least. And that was probably more of a, I don't know if that was just cause like synth was a little bit weird. There was not, I, mean, I can't think of many bands that were using, it was like them and Reggie and the full effect. Was there anyone else yeah. u- using synths a lot in early two thousands? I don't feel like it was a really popular thing to do uh, yet. There was one other band. I can picture their logo on their shirt. Was it the reunion show? I don't remember. I didn't really listen to them. Mm. Anyway, there weren't mm. a lot of synthy bands 
and so I feel like it kind of, but I feel like it became more of a glue and they were a little less straightforward also, rock on this one. Also, this is like the dawn of all screamo too. So in, you know, the synth made them just seem probably even happier than, than oh they really gosh, were, yeah. you know? Yeah. Cause everything was trying to not be that. Um, yeah. It's like, do you guys scream? Oh no, we play, we got synth. We play a synthesizer. What? Uh, and, and do handstands on it. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what I've got about the record. Um, it's uh, It had three singles. Uh, they, I think they did pretty well. So, I mean, it was a successful record for them. It kind of got panned. Not panned. It got like six out of tens on everything, which, Boo. as we talk about this Stupid. record, is, I think, incredibly too low. <laughs> like, yeah. not just... I really... I think that Motion City Soundtrack is... And we talked about this the last time we talked about them. I think that they should be the poster child for this, the, for the genre of music that was happening in the 2000s because they're like a blend of enough of it that I think they, they really should have been even bigger than they were. Uh, and they were fantastic live and they consistently put out good records. There's really only one record of theirs that I feel like is meh and it still has some great songs on it. Uh, I'd say this dinosaur life would be that for me. I don't know if you guys agree with me or not, but, um, but really they made solid, solid records, um, through their whole time being together. And I think they're underrated. And therefore I think this album is very underrated for like for all the publications to be given it like six out of 10. That's just, that's, um, too middle of the pack for me. That's ridiculous. Um, Yeah. I don't know what, I mean, I don't know why I care what they think, but it, it just seems, but they're wrong. I think they're wrong. Yeah, I think they're objectively wrong. Um, feel free to disagree with us if you if you think so. But uh, that's kind of it. I mean, it was kind of, you know, sort of received from the critics, but it sold better than their previous one. So I think it sold 300,000 copies or something. Um, I think I remember reading that, but don't quote Pretty me. All right. Um, so that's kind of it about that. So let's talk about first impressions. Kyle, let's go to you first because you are um, – uh, dumbstruck by the six out of 10, uh, ratings. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. I, I, I loved this from the start. Um, and, and, uh, you know, the last record, I loved it too, but it, it was, it was so unlike anything else that was happening at the time. Um, I think maybe like, there was just a little bit of, of like warming up to them of, of acclimation. And now, uh, when this record came out, I was fully ready for a new motion city record. And, uh, and I thought it kicked butt from the moment I heard it. Chris, what about you? First impressions in 2007. I have one. Yeah. I was going to say, so I don't know what happened to me. Like in 2007, 2008, some bands I really loved, I just stopped listening to, when new music would come out, I would listen to the old music, but I really didn't get really familiar with this record until you, Blake, made a montage clip of some of us hanging out together with you on a boat with one of these songs on it. Oh, I probably did. Yeah. And it was, uh, what song is it? It's the, bar, 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 bar. Um, the first one. It, it It's, uh, gosh, why can't I find it? Can't finish what you started. Oh, I don't even yeah, remember you, doing this. This is yes, but but I was like, "What is this? This is this is Motion City soundtrack. It's a great song." And then I, I was like, "Oh, there's this whole album I've never listened to," um, and I absolutely loved it then. But that was, gosh, maybe 2010, 2011. It was a little later. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, shame on me. Shame on me for not picking Chris, this up. Did when you it came mean out. to mouth? Did you mean to mouth trumpet? Basically, the intro to this record just a second ago. I don't think he did. did. I? I, think, I think he was trying to like. I think that was his thinking Freaking noise. Threw like me off, man. But it did sound like. Yeah, you were like, oh, you're doing the first song. I was like, I'm not doing a, a song. <laughs> you're like, shut up, no, Kyle. I'm not doing anything. What are you talking about? I'm trying to read my my notes here and figure out which song it was that Blake put in his montage video. That does sound vaguely well. familiar. It was to clips of us falling off the tube at the lake, I believe. Yes. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Okay. I'll, if I can find that video. Well, I Link guess it. I can't put it on the internet. It'll get taken down for copyright, but whatever. Um, okay, well, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I remember specific... I definitely had this album when it came out because I remember listening to it in my condo, which I had in 2007. And um, yeah, I was in the same boat as you, Kyle, as far as like being really amped about this record because honestly, I didn't... I knew who they were. We'd even played with them like way back. I say way back. I mean, it was like 2002. Um and I, I really liked Commit This to Memory. That was kind of where I got into them, and I really got into them after seeing them, like, you know, once I knew who they were. The show that we played with them, it was like one of those five-band bills where I didn't know anyone we were playing with. There were 12 children there. I mean, that was it. <laughs> it's not. It's like at a coffee shop in Tulsa. And then, like, I saw them a second time, and I was like, wait a minute, I've seen this before. I've seen a guy do a handstand on a synthesizer. This is, like, there cannot be two bands that do this, and then a guy with that hair. I was like, I've definitely, we, we played with these guys. And uh, I was like blown away by how good they were. Uh, probably because the place we played, uh, the coffee shop, not a good sound system. Just going to go ahead and guess. I don't remember. I'm sure it was terrible. Uh, get these guys on a good sound system. They're good. Um, so I was all in. I, I really was excited about this record. And I immediately liked it. I just don't, I cannot believe now looking back at these reviews that it's getting like six out of 10. <laughs> it just doesn't seem fair uh, to me. So I liked it. I thought it was a cool, like, you know, it was not the exact same record. It's not like a carbon copy. I think that was some of the complaints were like, oh, it just feels like more of the same. And I'm like, I feel like there's quite a bit more on this that they didn't do on the one on Commit This to Memory, but not enough apparently to impress them, um, those darn critics. Um, you know, I think it's, I think that they expected them to be, there were a lot of comparisons to the Weezer stuff. I feel like, which is weird because I don't think they sound that much like Weezer, but I get the quirkiness no. thing, I think, is what they're more so talking about. Inspired by. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I mean, yeah. It's definitely not like, you know, it sounds like Weezer, but I don't know what they wanted from them on the um, on the second record. But, uh, you know, w I don't know. Was it the producer happy. attachment that like got people's hopes so high for like this amazing rock and roll record? And it's not. I don't, like, I don't know. A rock know. and roll record. I mean, it's still a pop punk slash rock and roll record, you know? Rick Ocasek's a weird producer, though. I mean, like, it's, you know, the, between, when you listen to Blue and Green, just, like, take those two Weezer albums and nothing else, like, those sound really totally different. Like, one's, like, not polished. One is, like, uber polished. So, I mean, it sounds like he can kind of morph into whatever the band needs him to be, but it also sounds like it might be an engineer. <laughs> it might be either an engineer thing <laughs> or something. Because uh, that's a little weird to have a producer have. No, I mean obviously you. That's six years, six seven years later. So maybe you just got better at it. But um, is this a Inspector Gadget scenario that is developing here, where Rick Ocasek just walks in, says crazy stuff, and like you've got like the engineers are like, hey, don't worry about it. We're just gonna. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. <laughs> uh, Let's make great. that more purple. No, 
way more purple. <laughs> like, don't, don't worry about what he said. Yeah, he just, we'll just we we'll fix it later. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, uh, but and especially to then hear you don't hear that very often that someone comes out and is like, it was kind of weird. They weren't like bad mouthing or anything. They were like, it was just a weird experience and it was kind of not. <laughs> it was like not. What we expected, well, and I think I'm, I bet these guys really look up to him, and it would be like and Jim we're Adkins really excited doing yes. our record. Dude, I was gonna say like they might as well have bad mouthed them. Like <laughs> this guy's this guy's a legend, and for their response to be like eh, it was pretty weird. But didn't this happen with someone else that we were talking about a record with where they this were feels like familiar? Yeah, this feels yeah. familiar where someone kind of had that situation where um where something was. Oh yeah, it was wasn't it starting line and Howard Benson. Yeah, he it might was have like been. not all. He wasn't all super into it. Yeah, but I think that was that Benson wasn't into the band. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think he that, he was like, I don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> that feels different though. That feels like yeah. I bet that happens all the time. Yeah, I was um, gonna say that's far more common. Yeah, far more what's common. The, what's the thing? Like a producer or engineer says, like when they're not into it, like you play the take, and they're like, "So what'd you guys think? Yeah, isn't that it? <laughs> what'd, what'd you Is think? That the one? Is that the one? <laughs> How do you guys feel about that one? <laughs> oh, I don't that's know, Rick a... Kasich, uh, we're paying you a lot of money. What did what did what did, what you, did you think? think? <laughs> yeah, that's um, yeah, I I think you're right. That's the classic. How do you feel about it? Um, well, I mean, I guess let's go into track by track, uh, and and let's discuss some of these um these songs that we, you know, some people were saying weren't good. I think they're fantastic. So uh, let's just start with uh, track one. That's a good place to start, uh, which is fell in love without you. Chris is air drumming, so of course we're going to go to him first. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on track one? They 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 do this. This band does this. They always start off with a a banger to the wall, going for it, um, and I always love it because it's it's like always like an unexpected surprise. But I'm like, yeah, they did it again. It's just fast and intense, and um, I love the uh, symphony swell too at the beginning, yep. which I, I desperately tried to do with my mouth earlier, but um, was not quite able to pull off. Oh, I think you nailed it. <laughs> that was always something I wanted to do, and I do remember like we talked about it yeah, so many times. We talked we, about we it. talked about it so many times. We talked about it in a live sense. With I, th- I always thought yes. it'd be fun to like have the lights off with the orchestra tuning, and then everyone come in loud, the, the, uh, hitting the the uh, music stand. Ding ding yeah. ding ding. Yeah, exactly. Ding, ding, ding. And so um, I always wanted to do that, and then this record came out, and I was like, dang it, they did it for the record. What a good idea. Uh, I do remember being jealous of having not done that. Um, yeah, it's a really good opening track. Uh, Kyle, what are your thoughts? Same thoughts, dudes. Uh, Chris, you definitely mouth trumpeted that part. Freaking balls to the wall. They just come out swinging. Also, uh, I, I didn't realize this until this recent listen, but uh, Justin didn't write this song. He was not a writer on it. 
So I did not know that either. Was it just the yeah, guitar? I think that's kind of cool that it's such a kick butt song and the main songwriter had nothing to do with it. So that uh, is interesting because I mean, I wouldn't, you know, it's not it definitely blend well for sure. As far as like, it doesn't I would, like this doesn't throw, it's not out of left field or anything. No. And, 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 uh, we talked on the last motion city episode, he's got a distinct voice in both in sound, but also the way that he, uh, tells a narrative, you know, like, and, and so I, I don't feel like this strays at all. Like his bandmates nailed it. Yeah, I agree. So. Uh, was, where, so where did you, where are those credits? Cause like I've got the album in front of me and just everything just says copyright motion city soundtrack. It doesn't say anything about. So on Apple music, it gives me the credits for each song. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, so that's score one point for Apple music. Maybe Spotify <laughs> does that, but like they're still down like 78 to 24 to Spotify yeah. for me. I'm in two, I'm in a trial of each of them. I'm really trying to give Apple music a shot. I would love okay. to hear you guys pitch me on it, but so far I am uh, not impressed. With most of it. Anyway, we can talk about that later. <laughs> no yeah. one no one listening to this podcast cares, <laughs> but or maybe they do. Send me your uh recommendations. Yeah, it's a really good opening track. I like the like quick they did this on the record before this too. Quick, like not quite sub two minute song, but just feels like they come out there swinging, gang vocals, um, goofy guitar solo in the middle of it, key change. Uh it's all good. So let's go to track two, uh, which is this is for real. Kyle, what are your thoughts on track two? Freaking rocks. Also very funny because when you, I didn't realize until today that uh, it was shared production. And I'm a huge uh, Schlesinger fan just as far as songwriting goes. Yeah, he's great. And also, I mean, Rico Kasich, he's a legend, right? Yeah, they're both great. Uh, So so I have the list in front of me of who produced what. Yep. And I'm like trying to guess in real time. So that was Okasic. And it's so funny because there's a very Cars-esque synth on on that oh, song. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. In the and, background. Uh, yeah, and Adam did track rocks. one. Um, so on this song, and I think even like the next four, uh, this one and then, excuse me, this one and the following three, uh, like they all uh, build the entire time in a really wonderful way. Uh, just start off small and just, and, and just really go for it. Um, also the way that he rhymes, uh, I think you played the second verse, but the first verse, the, you are the nightlight ripping through my wicked world. Yep. Like I just fun to say, you know, it, it rolls off the tongue, but great song. Yeah. Chris, what are your thoughts on track two? Totally, totally agree with everything the birthday buddy's laying down. And it also has that sweet, sweet, I don't, I don't know. Did we talk about this last time we talked about most city soundtrack? They, they've, they, they do pre-choruses really well. I yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's got that, I called it the classic MCS pre-chorus. It's got that feel to it. 
Yeah, they do a really good job on pre-choruses. Um, and I think, to Kyle's point, they do a really good job of not repeating anything they did before. So, like, every verse either has some new layer. This one has kind of that yep. tremolo thing going on in that second one. Um, and so, yeah, I think that they're good at that as a band of not – of always adding something or changing chords very slightly or the way they're playing it in a, in a verse. Um, and it really, like – the reason I realize it is because I, when I'm trying to pick clips for this for like 30 seconds or so, there's a lot of times where I'm like, ah, oh, I just can't get enough. It's like there's a pre-chorus mm. I want to grab, but if I get too much of that, or like there were several times I started recording clips because I liked the verse so much, but by the time I got the verse and the pre-chorus, I didn't even get a chorus. So I was like, yeah, oh, I've got to pick. <laughs> it's like you know, I had this shifting window where I had to pick between uh, verse, pre-chorus, and chorus, and there's like like not a boring part really, and so. Um, yeah, I agree. What were you going to well, say, Kyle? Well, dude, I, w- I was just going to say t- to to further what you're saying, like they bust out the, we'll talk about it later, but they bust out the oh-so-rare post-chorus on this record. Yes, they do. You're absolutely <laughs> right? right. Yeah. <laughs> it freaking rocks. Yeah, they, they, they really just know where to go to make you, they really are good at rising action the whole time. Um, and it's pretty great. Um, yeah, it's a good second track. It, it you know as as we always want on the second track we want to, the first one to kind of really grab our attention and the second one to hold it you know and i think this does a good job at that so let's go to uh track 3 it had to be you what if it was you You guys knew I had to get the bridge on that one. I mean, for, ladies and gentlemen, Blake Fisher, the clip <laughs> yeah, master. Go. Perfect. Way to go. I try, I try, I try. Uh, Kyle, let's go to you. What are you? What are your thoughts on this this track? I mean, this song builds the whole time, and that ending is insane. There's so much going on. The woes in the background, and in and those lyrics are so good. Uh, my favorite is the uh, they say that what doesn't kill you kills us makes us who we are yeah love that um again like the pulsing pianos i'm cracking up because i almost want to play a game with you guys because i have the list in front of me i don't know if you do of who produced what i do i know too are you, so but chris oh, could okay guess. okay i got it too chris you you want to guess uh, so i did not write this down so i will okay. i will have to uh okay because i feel like it's one. so clear well listen, it's adam right it's adam yeah totally yeah. okay yeah, yeah, and I think you can tell. I mean, those background vocals are yes. if you, yeah, it's yeah. very Fountains of Wayne um, for sure. Or 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 my other favorite Adam uh, project was that thing you do, of course, the oh, soundtrack. Right. I mean, well, I think Rick's songs have a tell. I'll, I'll see if I'm right. We'll keep trying this. I'll okay, yeah, if yeah. I was right. I think Rick's song have a tell that gives them away pretty quickly. Usually, uh, find out if I'm right. Chris, what are your thoughts on uh, it "Had to Be You"? Dig the tune. Love how it builds up. I, I, I also another staple of uh, Motion City soundtrack is 
I, I don't know what you would call this. I call it the ladder, the the walking up the ladder course where the, they're going up the scale. They they do that a lot. The the yeah. so it just kind of like builds anticipation and um, I don't know. I love it. I dig it. I, Sounds I, got good vibes. I really can't pick a fa- he, He's one of my favorite lyricists in the sense that like he always turns these clever f- phrases or and he's just they're kind of funny without being. Ha ha funny, if that makes sense. I not love like Blink One A Two fart jokes. No, no, no. Funny, but not like, like trying. Intru- like, not, like, yeah, yes. But I love sophisticated. The, I love let's get wrecked on pop tarts and sex. That's a great, oh, yeah. great line. Uh, and I also like, did you spend a fortune on those late night prepaid television scams on that free chorus? I just love, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's such a great, like, painting a picture of this person that he's talking about. Uh, in search of the perfect blender, steak knife, and nonstick frying pan. Like that's not that sounds like a goofy lyric, but it absolutely works with Justin Pierre singing it. There's, I, I believe it's sincere. I don't, you know what I mean. It doesn't even feel like he's just writing whatever comes. I mean, like it feels like that's really a question he would ask someone. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know him, but he just feels quirky. I mean, that hair. You've got to be a little quirky uh, with the big hair. I love it though. And uh, yeah, it's got a lot of really really good good lyrics and, and i'm totally with you gosh that that bridge is fantastic but again it was hard to pick 30 seconds i wanted to keep well, dude, going i just realized we didn't even get any verse in there no because it's a totally different vibe right different vibe yeah um but i love it i just i had to get the i had to get the bridge sorry um i, I did right i'd play the whole thing again this is this is definitely one of those where on almost every track i would you know, suggest you pause it and go listen to the whole dang song and then come back to our podcast uh, to listen to us talk about it because uh, there's just so much going on in all these songs uh, that's interesting. There's so much better than sixes. Way better than sixes. Yeah, Every song we've listened yeah. to is better I, than a six. I think that goes without saying, yeah. God, you can't... I mean, I I know. I just... I realize they are not... Someone was being a butthole, Blake. That's what happened. And look, I don't... I don't know. It's weird. Like... In a sea of bands that all kind of all sounded alike at some points, you know, here's a band that like I think sounds really unique. I don't think you could mistake Motion City soundtrack for anyone else. I realize you're right, Reggie. There's other bands that have the synth thing going on. They definitely have like a Weezer vibe. They definitely there. I read a good article that was kind of like they really should have. There's no reason they shouldn't have taken the crown kind of from Blink One Eight Two in that hiatus period of time. Right. Uh, Cause they're great. They've got really great pop songs. Uh, and, and I think the kind of like more serious music fans liked them as well as, you know, you could be a 15 year old emo girl and, and like them too. And, and, you know, I think they kind of, a lot of people, I don't know anyone that was like, I hated motion city soundtrack. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. But you, you know what though, to kind of, you, you guys both talked about how like, uh, We've all talked about what kind of lyricist he is. He's great. He's hilarious. But also, don't you think that maybe if if you don't you think that someone could receive this as somewhat like he's he's morbid? You know what I mean? Like it, like somebody may not appreciate his sense of humor. I mean, I, but I never heard that as a reason. I, I, for at this, yeah, for, that's true. That's true. For, I don't like them because also for at the yeah. same time for um freaking say anything to be, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I mean that's I the same. Mean. His second record's the same year, right? Is that like two thousand seven? Yeah. So come on, like that's who's on this record, by the way. I'm doing some background vocals, uh, yeah. But 
you know, like, so I don't, I, I, that can't be it because that was a way more crass kind of like, oh boy, that's, we're really saying this kind of record. Definitely. But like, to me, they're both as honest, like they're different. Oh, completely. He, but, yeah. but Justin sounds, sounds happier. Yes. And, and like that can be a trip sometimes. So yeah, for sure. Cause it, <laughs> yeah, sometimes you're like bopping along to the lyrics. You're like, wait, what am I singing? <laughs> um, but I, I think this record is, I think the last one is more depressing than this one. Oh, for sure. You we know, talked about that. When you to, just read to, them. To, in great detail, didn't we? About yes. How oh, yeah. Lyrics it's, were, even it's though it sounded depressing. happy. Yeah, if you just yeah. read them, they're they're very much like that. So I, I, I'm with you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's great. I think uh, this is a great third track. I'm, we're three I in, we and we're definitely. some more about that after this next song. Yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> right? I, don't, I have a lot of uh, sad face emoticons on my notes here. <laughs> okay, let's do that. Okay, let's go to Last Night, track four. line you did it kills me and that's okay that's one of those spots where he kind of lets loose and he's not singing soft anymore and to me it makes it so much better like because he's at that he's at that level like for a lot of commit this to memory Mm -hmm. and because he's Mm -hmm. been even on the upbeat like fast songs even on like the first one it's really the background vocals they're adding it's the gang vocals that are adding the weight to like last night i fell in love without you um, and, and so that line where he says, this isn't working out for you and me. I mean, it's like, you can, it's like, he gets raw right there and he hasn't really done that on this record till that point. And it makes it just even, oh, it just gets me like, I love it. So, uh, that's enough about me rambling. Chris, what are your thoughts on, uh, last night? Uh, the song is so freaking sad. Um, what a vibe, um, the way the instruments play out, the layers in the verse, the, um, the finger picking on the guitar and then the swells and the piano part kind of playing off of the edge of the vocals. Um, the lyrics, the whole song is just so freaking sad. Now I read something after, uh, I, I was re-listening a song this weekend, uh, that I actually, I don't want to say it right now, but like I read something about this song and then it made me like listen to the song in a different way. And then it wasn't as sad to me, but before I read what I read, I said, this is such a perfect picture of a moment. Like I can see him like looking around the apartment. I can see him feeling those feelings. Um, and then the, the lines, like, you know, afraid of the fall that never ends. And then like a, a few stanzas later, uh, autumn turns its back on me again, like kind of how his life is just like, Oh gosh, it's just never ending. Blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden like, Oh my God, I, I, I missed, I missed these moments. Oh, tear. God, this song's sad. <laughs> um, I'm rambling. It's just because it, it did a lot to me emotionally. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it destroyed me emotionally. Well, I mean, so <laughs> they they basically, like, Kane had the guitar part, and they basically kind of wrote it in, like, basically really quick. Like, this, the whole thing came together. He basically wrote the lyrics in a pass, in a single pass. So, I mean, this, this is, like, one of those songs where you're just playing that guitar part, and they start riffing over it. I guess, like, it came, and they came up with it really fast. And so... 
um, God, those are the best ones sometimes, though. It's like Always, you have yeah. a little bit of that writer's block, and you're like not quite there, and then a song just kind of like pops out of you like this. Uh, and and gosh, this is it's so good. Kyle, what are your thoughts on it? Freaking rocks. I mean, going going off of what you just said, like the build on this song is incredible. Yeah, from the start to the end, it's so and, quiet and, up front. Yeah, it is so quiet. Well, and and also it's non conventional. There is not a conventional chorus. It's just a single rhyme scheme right. that he's fought. Like like there's one rhyme that he continues throughout the song for. I guess what you would call the chorus, but not really. It's just a narrative. Right. And and dude. Chris, you mentioned like one of my favorite lines. This this whole song is incredibly written, but like uh, in the first verse, my my favorite is uh, my panic research was no help. I sink into myself, afraid of the fall that never ends. I wait, but I'm too tired to play pretend. I suffocate until the end. Yeah, it sounds super emo, (laughs) but like yeah. And even though this is a a a not. it is a more like emotional song, even uh, like musically, but it's not um, the, the lyrics are still more depressing when you just read them, even though this is in what oh, sounds sure. like a sad song this time, it's not yeah. as, it's still not as obvious and like, um, Oh yeah, but it definitely gives me all the feels like I, I love it. And, uh, and he, they did a great job. And, and again, I just go like, does, he well okay so first of all like what i didn't tell us the thing you read about chris because or can you now or do you have to do it later yeah I, I, so so what what i was feeling was that the the lyrics were so raw and real that it had to be based on a true story but then i read something that if it had something to do with the movie memento and if you watch memento and then oh, oh i think i read that too and then i forgot and that to plays look into it, what you're saying to too that it was written fast he's like oh let's do lyrics like yeah you know she whispers in his ear all that so uh, yeah. So I don't know if it's correct or not, but Apple Music is telling me that Justin didn't write this one either. I think Apple Music's wrong for sure because I, I read the thing so about too, him coming up is, with the lyrics in one pass. Well, not only that, but this is this is him well, to a T. Well, take a point off the board for Apple Music, and now the score is like seventy three <laughs> oh, to twenty one no. or something. We're we're low. All right, sorry. sorry Apple if they Music. can't even get the credits right, there's no way Justin didn't write these lyrics. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel the same. Just way. not a chance. Uh, okay, yeah, this I I like this theory. Is that I think I read that that was actually him saying that too. So that's not even just like a theory. That's like him. It was Justin in an interview saying like, hey, "Watch that movie and then check the lyrics out and see if it makes any more sense." Um. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm curious about that. Uh, that would be the. What's funny is I've I thought that another song i think it was on a yellow card record felt like it was about a nolan movie but not this one and then i missed it on this one so i'm obviously not paying that close attention to lyrics uh no surprise there okay let's go to track five calling all cops go to you thoughts on calling all cops and the autobots don't forget about them i really like this song i i like i mean i don't know how i would describe it maybe like kind of more chill um but i really dig the vibe of it 
and kind of the same like i get that i get that there's a chorus but it doesn't feel hooky you know what i mean right uh, i honestly his songs to me make me feel like i'm listening to an open mic night and this dude is just telling me stories with his lyrics um yeah i mean it, that's it, pretty it, fair. it's a good one it it's it's not it's not my favorite on the album but i really like it so uh, yeah, I think that's definitely fair. I think that it's uh, still a good song, but this is like, so far this is the, I mean, if you want to say it's the weakest song of the first five tracks, I think that's fair, but the first four tracks are really good. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's and this is a little bit more just like tongue-in-cheek and, and fun, um, you know, but I, I, you know, it doesn't seem, it seems a little more uh, not serious compared to the last song <laughs> if that makes sense uh chris what are your thoughts on it okay so we forgot our game kyle was oh, last yeah. night adam as well it wasn't and actually that's the it. first that's the first one to surprise me though yeah okay. last night's because i agree with you that sounded adam but this one's rick yes totally okay okay <laughs> uh yeah because we're at track five that is rick for sure um yeah the, i did i did Last night did throw oh, cool. me off too. I agree, Chris. Okay, okay, cool, cool. It, 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 yeah. Uh, dang it. Um, but I think it's because the, the cars pre-court. didn't really have any sad songs either. Yeah. No, or no they did. They had, had Drive. Oh, oh that's yeah. not that's super sad. Super yeah, sad. That, <laughs> that might be the sad song. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about the saddest 80s song. <laughs> they, they're like, we don't have any sad songs, so let's do the saddest song of all time. <laughs> Just one really sad one. Um... Yeah, that one is okay. So forgive me. Uh, Cars definitely had sad songs, um, but yeah, it's a good, good point. Good um, little tune. I love the little nineties, little, little pre-chorus thing between verses with the strings. It's cool and yeah, I yeah, like and our first Transformers reference of the of the album. Right, our first, Not the last. Yeah. I, I do think that like that's a really good point you bring up, Kyle, is like their unorthodox kind of song structure in the sense that like this is the second song that kind of just has really the verses are more of a hook than and it's really basically the last line of the verse that kind of plays as a chorus, you know? Yep. Um and then kind of that instrumental thing, kind of break in between them and stuff. And I like that they kind of fade out on that too. Well, not really fade out, but sort of the end of the song, that kind of repetitive thing. It's cool, and they, I, it's, it's so hard to like when, as a songwriter for sure, and I've I've not been in their position where like you have a successful record and you've got to make another one, and the pressure is to, for it to be better than the last one, especially when you've got a successful record, um, like you want to keep that audience and stuff. And I feel like it's really easy to get bogged down in like what, you know, oh, we got to write a hit and we got to, and I just feel like I have no idea what was going on in the room when they were writing this stuff, but the sort of unorthodoxy of this stuff, it's weird without being so weird that you notice it. It's not like someone would be like, um, I don't know, this is off the wall or anything like that, but a lot of people probably wouldn't notice that this doesn't have that traditional kind of like A, B, A, B, C, B, B, you know, uh, kind of structure to it. Um, but it still manages to be good. And I mean, I, you know, I, I wish I could get out of my head sometimes when I'm writing something to be like, Oh, I mean, I'll get nitpicky about, it. is that too long of a pre-chorus or, you know, I, I feel like I'm always in the weeds and that kind of thing. Um, Kyle, I feel like you're better about when you write, just like writing whatever feels right 
and not oh you stop and not caring about <laughs> like you know what I mean is this the normal way to do this or whatever um, yeah Kyle is good at that Kyle's good at that he's good at just going off the cuff I'm I can't mm. play that well but obviously I feel like these guys are guys. good about uh, about that and not sticking to a formula and that's what makes their records interesting and better than a six out of ten dang it. Okay, let's go to uh, track six. Uh, can't finish what you started. What feels a magic in the meantime? I know it's hard without a rise. You need to find a new solution, adaptation or retribution. If you truly do believe in something, somehow it all works out. And I couldn't even get to the end of the chorus because, again, I can't – to find 30 <laughs> seconds here, I wanted to get the bounciness of those verses because they're so fun. That drum part, I mean, it's so cool. Um, and, yeah, I just felt like I, I couldn't quite get it, but uh, I, I couldn't even get the last line in. Uh, Chris, thoughts? I freaking love this song. Yeah, I good. love the drums on the verse, and it's got – what I think is one of my one of my all time favorite lines from any song, only because I can relate to it so much. The I'm waiting for my world to fall apart. That's why I'll never finish any. Why I'll not I I'll. He's saying it past tense because he's saying it's this is never going to change. Yeah, this is who I, I am will. and who I'll always Future, be. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. I'll finish anything I start because I think I don't know. Hopefully, a lot of you out there can relate to this. I feel like that you know some of us that just you live your life this way. You you think. You're making it up as you go along. You don't know what's going on, and you you kind of you don't really self destruct, but you just just keep making these decisions, and then someday you're forty, and you realize and you've got two kids, and you're like, man, I've been freaking making this up as I went along. How did I get here? And how genius uh, is it that on the last one he doesn't finish the line? I mean, oh, that man. is such a genius That's move, and so I brilliant. love it. It is so good. I, I just love it. It's it's one of my favorite. Um, not saying the lyric lyrics if that you know it or not doing what is expected especially because he is just know. he is too damn clever man it is not fair <laughs> and, and I, I that's one of those things that i imagined the first time he was like no what if i don't say it the la like i i think they all laughed i think they had to have because yeah. that was what i would have done I'm like that is so perfect it's like i can't believe <laughs> how obviously perfect that is um i love it it's one of my favorite tricky little lyric things um that i've heard kyle uh what are your thoughts on it First of all, who produced it? Oh, Ooh. Chris. Ah, man. I got well, can, I, I'm going to give I want to give you a hint. The 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 <laughs> you were you were you were pretending to sing the backgrounds. Keep that in mind. Okay. You know? So Adam, that was my gut too. Yeah, it was my gut go. too. There you but go. Adam was my gut, but you've got me second guessing myself because of <laughs> No freaking last, last night. night yeah so now everyone i'm gonna be like all right uh, yeah i think uh, i think for the most part background vocals are the uh tell the tell because yeah. but what's weird is i mean like, the cars were the cars were awesome at background vocals yeah but uh adam you know and fountains of wayne are so, definitely fantastic go ahead though freaking kicks but you mentioned it blake the end is just brilliant i think he's so clever like i almost it's almost like I never want to meet this guy and I want to meet him at the same time. Like 
I feel like he's going to be so smart and so much on another level that I won't understand anything. I won't catch any of his jokes or I'll, I'll just look like a buffoon, you know, I peed next but, to him um, at South by Southwest one time. Does that count? <laughs> what did, were you pick? Did you feel the smart waves coming? I off did. Of yeah. Wow. I felt it. Um, great song. Freaking awesome song. And, and, uh, no, I'll, I'll save it for the end. Uh, great song. Yeah. I, again, better some, than a six, <clears throat> definitely better than a six. So far, every song has been, I just love the, I thought of all the things I'd like to say cramped up and couldn't write a word all day. <laughs> I think that's, which is funny to me. Cause he's also kind of, I feel like he has a lot of lyrics in a lot of these songs. And, uh, I assume that's a real thing that happens to him too. I mean, obviously it's like, can't, it's like his, his mind just seems like it goes a thousand miles an hour. Uh, the way he connects yeah. all these weird things. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, the other he also line that, writes in a way that we get to feel like this still feels like inner monologue. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and he never, like, we it, just get to hear it. And it never feels like he's being, um, it's like he's self-aware, but in a way that's not inhibiting. If that makes yeah. sense. You yeah. know, it's, I think he knows what he's doing, but without being, uh, sympathetic necessarily. It's like he's almost kind of like, which is a which is a hard line to straddle because a lot of times the common probably complaint about emo is how whiny it is, and I feel like he never comes across as whiny in any of this stuff. He's never saying, "Poor me." He's saying like, "Normally I messed up," is what he's saying a lot of times, and and I feel like he's kind of doing that too here. You know, it's like. Uh, Where's the line where he says, um, I don't know. I can't find the lyric now, but he's just, he does a good job of, of blurring that and not being all the way like poor me or it's all someone else's fault or something. It seems like he owns it, but at the same time being like, ah, this sucks. Um, I just like it. I think he does a good job with it. Um, shall we go? Wait, we all talked about that. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the conversation. Now I think I want him back So can you tell me If I'm crazy or confused Don't ever change The way you are I've never loved Chris, let's go to you. That voice, man. Not heard that voice from him. Yeah. On any record up to this point. It's um, very it's naked. It's really raw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, what a ballad. I don't have anything else to say. The voice knocks okay. you away. Sounds good. If you're a huge fan. Kyle. Uh, this song is incredible. I think the band produced this one. They did. Uh, mm. I don't see. Uh, and, and, uh, so I think, yeah, he, his voice sounds incredible. Sounds my birthday buddy is right. We haven't heard it sound like this before. And what's, what's cool is, um, he mentions, he mentions Ben Folds five later in the record. This sounds like a Ben Folds five song. It does. Um, Oh, how about or, that? It does. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like in his voice at the, at the end of that, you know, kind of chorus, uh, he sounds like freaking Ben folds in the most awesome way. You know, uh, it's, 
so good. And another, another song where we don't have a conventional chorus. Uh, eh, I mean, I guess melodically we do, but I don't know, man, he's, he's, they're, they're really good songwriters. And the fact that you, they dropped this in the middle of their record, like who else can do that? And it still work. And at the end of side one, which is kind of like the the right way to do it, like right kind yeah, of at the end true. of the first half, it divides it in, in half. Uh, yeah, it was uh, produced by them. Same uh, Jeff Sanoff, the uh, engineer for the Adam side okay. of the record, engineered it. So yeah. definitely has some cohesion. But yeah, you don't need a lot of production when it's like a lead vocal, background vocal, and a piano. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. pretty simple, you know. Uh, yeah, I like it. I mean, it's not. It's definitely like different and if it were maybe anywhere else other than smack dab in the middle of this thing, dividing it, it might feel weird. Like I wouldn't like this as the ending track, for example. Sure. But I think it fits nicely where it is. And it's a good interlude and it's pretty and it's a, and it's a nice transition into the back half of the record, which we'll go to now, starting with broken heart. I'll express myself with ease, with confidence and character complete, with fingers crossed they'll talk. Kyle, you first. What are your thoughts on Broken Heart? Freaking awesome song. Also, like you said, if you got the vinyl, it's a great, it's a great second start to the record. Yeah. Um, and and uh, you know, I mean, I guess I'm kind of getting in a way. I I don't want to be redundant and like read through this, but this is another great one. That's just, it's a bummer and <laughs> and sounds sounds pretty happy considering considering what kind of a you know what what the lyrics say chris what do you think who produced it rick indeed he did it is rick i feel like the synth gave it away on this one it sounds just a little different but Pan, pans on the guitars too yeah hard pants oh uh, yeah 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 that's a fair fair assessment uh yeah i mean it's definitely you know total juxtaposition between what we're hearing and the lyrics <laughs> If you just read them, um, it's quite a bit different. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I do really, really like the chorus on this song. Um, it, it totally jams the, uh, you know, now that I'm thinking back, I didn't really pay too much attention to the lyrics, but it is called broken heart. I should have given it away for me. That I'm going to have true. to go back and revisit it. Um, I like Kyle smiled like really big when he was saying that. Cause we say that so often we're listening to uh, Motor city soundtrack. Like, that's such a happy song. What a bummer, though, when you read the lyrics. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm going to have to go back and, and yeah. check that out. I love that last verse, how they go to just like the bass and the vocal, and it all gets mm. super dry. And then the vocal yep. comes in for the chorus, and it's big and reverby again. It's cool. It's a it's a cool song, and it, it, and it's a perfect start to the back half of the record. It just they do a good yep. job of splitting this thing, which is funny because I think about it now as I've got the vinyl, but I didn't have this vinyl in 2007. And it's like that had to have kind of gone by the wayside of like, I I don't know anyone that was thinking about like side one, side two kind of thing. Right. And so, but it really does split this thing like 
kind of perfectly. I mean, it, w- except what's weird is that, yeah, no, I mean, it really does split it. It's it's seven tracks up front and then six on the back side, 13 tracks. And it couldn't be a perfect, more perfect kind of split. So I don't know if they knew right. that that was going to be how that worked out. Um, maybe that's how we kind of did stuff anyway, just the natural kind of ramp and kind of lull in the middle. Uh, so maybe it just worked out that a lot of these would be that way. I've had a couple of records where they, it clearly wasn't a thought and they had to like get rid of a transition between those songs <laughs> that was there on the CD or on the digital <laughs> yeah. version, but on the record they have to like, uh, well, we have to cut one off and start it again. So um, I've seen that happen a couple of times where they have to either, I've seen it sometimes where they drop a, a track that wasn't released in the middle of the record on some of these oh, vinyl releases. No. Wow. Yeah, the that that. Tri- it trips trippy, me though. way if out. Yeah, if you had CDs as a kid, uh, younger, like well, or like that track order. I think I've mentioned it on here before, but like that Third Eye Blind out of the vein record, like is has some different mixes of oh, some yeah. of the tracks where there's some like vocal parts and lyrics that weren't there before. Um, and yeah, there's a what was the other track? That's there's another um, uh, like Tom Petty's Greatest Hits is like that. It's got a random an extra song in the middle of the record. Uh, now did yikes. we? Did we ever tell the story, Blake, on this podcast of the the two copies of the Weezer album floating I around? I think we did, but it's worth Did we share that story? Okay, <laughs> yes. that's too bad. We're, I love that story. Yeah, the fight of who is playing it right, and we each had different <laughs> versions of the same green album, uh, Hashpipe, which is unbelievable. Those guys are so freaking weird. <laughs> Rico Kasich again. So. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's true. Yeah, yeah. The 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 weird uh, superpower combo. That's like when our Captain Planet style of weird musicians, <laughs> Rico <laughs> Kasich and Rivers Cuomo. Yeah, yeah. That they kind of sound like a, a superhero uh, duo from uh, or something. So okay, let's go to Hello Helicopter. Here we go. Chris, thoughts on Hello Helicopter? Adam. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, Way to go. That's a good tune. I dig it. Um, I guess it's like kind of a political war song. No, I think it's about climate but, change. Oh, climate change? Well, yeah. yeah I, could, I, I mean, like, that's my guess. Like, but but I, but here but here's what I'm getting at is I like that it, it, it whatever it is that he's speaking of like he, he's he's speaking from the heart about something. But he's not. It's not so on the nose politically that you're like rolling your eyes because he like regardless of what side of the aisle you're on. Sometimes when uh, you know, oh no, musicians get too political. You're like, I don't really care what you're for against, but just don't be so in my face about it. Like, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, uh, and so whatever it is, it's like kind of, kind of tongue in cheek. And then uh, yeah, I love when all the homies come in at the end um, and uh, sing a little bit with him. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely Max and Rachel and Sean. Sean from the Matches. Matches, great band. Yeah, um, oh, we talked about them. Got to do. We have not done. Got to do one record. of those records. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, this is uh, in 2007. I didn't care as much, maybe, but you know, people, the people that are like, stay in your lane, don't be political. I don't necessarily agree with that. However, 
like because everything has become political, like I just I don't want my entertainment to be because I'm like, no, I'm trying to escape the crazy. <laughs> like, and I yeah. like politics and stuff, but like when I'm I don't know watching a movie or listening to tunes, I definitely am not like, regardless of of where it lands, it might even it might be something I agree with, and I'd still be like, ah, I just don't want to. <laughs> like I'm so tired. Uh, but this is yeah, I think this is subtle and and not. It's a, it's obviously somewhat subtle if we don't know exa- if you think it's war and I think it's climate change. <laughs> uh, we obviously don't quite have uh, it's not that obvious. So Kyle, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I was I was gonna say to that, um, like if anything makes sense to me about this dude stressing out and thinking about <laughs> something politically, <laughs> climate change makes a lot of sense. You know, I think you guys are right. <laughs> Climate change is definitely the like, uh, do you have anxiety? We've got a political thing for you. <laughs> totally. Like I, I can see, I can see him bumming on that. Um, I can't imagine why they tell so, us we're all going to die every 12 years. And so <laughs> since 1972 or something. So I, um, I love the tone on the lead in the verse is it's kind of, it's, it's a different guitar tone than, than, you know, what they're playing throughout the rest of the record. A little, a little different, got a nice vibe to it. Um, and also, um, yeah, man, I, the, the freaking, I love the keys on this song. His voice sounds really nice when it, everything comes down. Um, I, I like this song and honestly, you know what, the longer we listen or the longer we go here, the more upset I'm getting at the six out of 10. And it's here's why, because a six is a D, right? Like they said, this record is a D. Yeah. It is, yeah. I mean, if you give someone and a six out of ten, that's unacceptable. Yeah, yeah like when, I, how, like what? <laughs> I'm just like what? I would I'm like gonna, to see. I'm, I'm going to look right now what they gave Crazy Town. On <laughs> well, no, but you CD. should go. Look, well, no, here's the better. Like, you really should look up. Like, Crazy. like what did they give in Sugar within? <laughs> oh God, why every episode? Uh, that was yeah here's what my question is what especially in the more genre specific you know the reviews are accurate for crazy town guys okay. just want to put that out okay there. if they're right on okay they didn't they, they, were, they weren't into but, it they're like this but, is not a great band kyle see if you can look up like okay find someone that gave it a six out of ten see if while we're playing the next track you can like find I can, I can find some of their stupidity no like find like what did they review well that came out in 2007 okay that's what i like that's okay. what i'm specifically wondering now 2007 is kind of a um I feel like we were good on the uh, on the odd years. I feel like our biggest I feel like for some reason the like big albums seemed to come out in 2005 and 2007 and 2006 was kind of a down year. So maybe it was cuz there was a lot of other really good stuff that came out in 2007, but I would just love to know what like cuz you're right, D is not appropriate for what this record is so far i don't care freaking scott at punknews.org scott you son of a gun g- gave it a two out of five that's a 40 what did he like what that year idiot. can you look it up i'm gonna try scott save that link so i can put it in the uh, show notes and we can <laughs> we'll start sending we'll start commenting on it we'll send a gang <laughs> Of our listeners to the comment what board, and they'll be like, idiot. "Why is this Motion City soundtrack review getting traction?" Uh, Fourteen years later, yeah, I, I, yeah, you're right. Two out of five is uh, is a forty. That's insane. I don't, I don't understand 
how I didn't find anyone that had like eight out of 10. I'm sure I didn't look that hard, but. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Okay. So this same dude gives real big fish monkeys for nothing and the chimps for free, which is, here's the thing before anyone gets triggered. I'm a real big fish (laughs) fan. Triggered. And this is their worst album. Uh, And he gave it four stars or maybe three and a half, but he's a, he's an, he's a clown. (laughs) Scott is a clown. (laughs) As are most music critics maybe, but you're right. That's a clown move. Look, I don't know any, you're the first, I've never heard of that record. That's how it's their, it is easily their worst. (laughs) That is how little it hit the radar in 2007. This guy just doesn't like popular pop music. That's gotta be what the explanation is, right? Cause these are good. Everything he's reviewed. (laughs) <laughs> hit the lights on their first release. He gave them one star, which is also stupid. Brutal. <laughs> one. Oh, come on. He's an this idiot. He doesn't like pop. This guy. He doesn't like his pop. Name again? Scott. No, Scott. no. What it is. What it is. He does. Yeah. He doesn't like pop punk because, because he gives the suicide machines four stars. And I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying. He's one of those. Others. One of those though. That's pretty that's pretty on he, brand for punk news too. Though. At the drive-in, four stars. He's he's yeah. worried about his street cred. Yep. Freaking Scott. Yeah, I'm. Anyway, I'm obviously mad about this. Okay, uh, that one. Okay, we got that one right. Okay, so let's go to where I belong. This is where I run out of words that describe how I'm so. Before I forget, I mean, part of the reason I picked that clip is like there's another spot where he right before that chorus comes in on that low bridge, he really amps up the vocal, you know, and, and kind of goes to that more scratchy kind of gravelly thing. And again, it's like he doesn't do it enough on this record where every time he does it, it feels really special and really ramps you into the next thing really well or serves to show a lot of emotion. I think it's one of the most genius and and to think he just did it really out of a practical sense of like, I cannot sing at the top of my lungs all the time when we as much as we tour. And so it comes from a practical sense, but it ends up being a really cool musical thing and emotional thing on the record for him to do the vocals the way he did. So I think that's genius and uh tip of the hat to him. Chris, what are your thoughts on where I belong? Rick. You know what's weird? I can't find there's no it doesn't say who produced this. It's Adam. It's Adam? Dang it. Vocals, they mislabeled thought, this. They really, did not give him credit for this. I really this. thought the guitars. Dang it. All right. Yep. Oh, it, no, they did. Well, it says B23. Okay, I got it. Okay, I figured it out. Okay. Um, um, yeah, it is I, Adam. But, Chris, I'm going to give you this. That one, is, that one is weird. Okay. So I could see why you thought that way. Kyle? Well, I guess we are. Chris, would you like us to tell us thoughts other than who, <laughs> who produced the track? Would you like to talk about the track? I thought, yeah, so I thought that chunky, fuzzy guitar tone, I, and, uh, you know, I was like, I'm sure Rick had something to do with that, but the background vocals made me think I might have been wrong. Um, so um, drums are just amazing on the song. The clicks on the rim, I love uh, I love uh, that. And um, there's some 90s vibes on this album that I really love. The, the kind of outro of the, like, can't stand, can't stand, 
it's got this like kind of string thing and the quiet part and then this like rock and bass tone when it comes in i love it i'm all about it kyle thoughts so i'm gonna say it i mentioned it earlier i think we can call we can give this one a post-chorus credit yeah yeah that i can't stand the thought of losing yeah that's definitely post. and also that's a very it's it's got a very fountains of wayne vibe to 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 your point chris the 90s thing like it it's that that can't stand is is super fountains of wayne um but post-chorus man like post-chorus show show me another one because like that's a pretty rare thing dashboard's pretty good at it too yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Chris is pretty solid at a post-chorus. I, I mean, con- considering Screaming Infidelities, it, I mean, Breadsticks. has two full, I mean, has a whole second chorus. Not even really a post-chorus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's Most people are not going to put the effort into like, we should have another hooky part in this song. They're just going to save that for another song a lot of times. Uh, yeah, it's great. I like it. I love the feel of it, especially those verses. It's, if I had to like, um, you know, if someone had never heard this band before, the ver- the verses of this song would be a good like. This is what Motion City soundtrack sounds like. Is that fair? That's yeah. a good. That's a yes. I like that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I dig it. Uh, I really like the lyrics in it, even though it doesn't. It just feels like you know him writing kind of stream of consciousness. But I love the whole chaos in the courthouse. Left side's all upset because the right side wants a summer home and knows we can't afford it. I just. I, no idea what he's talking about. I don't know if it means anything, but I like I it paints a picture and I like it and it's fun and um I like it. Yeah, and I love that love that bridge. Um it's with that piano rocking. Bing bing bing. So yeah. Cool. Love it. Like he's slamming down on yep. it. Yeah. And with especially that drum part too. It's a very really cool drum part. And again, if you know, we were supposed to go see these guys in a couple weeks and Man. due to Omicron. Omicron um oh ruins everything yeah it really, which is like it's gonna be gone it's gonna be over by the time this was supposed to go but they rescheduled it so hopefully we'll get to go in july uh instead but i was very much looking forward to seeing them in a couple weeks because they really are one of the best live bands and uh, i'm excited but uh have to wait a few more months for our little road trip uh for that but uh, yeah okay let's go to point of extinction hated cutting that off because i love the next part so much <laughs> again yeah. it's impossible to find 30 35 seconds of a song on this record that um doesn't leave me wanting something that was right before where i started the clip or right after where i ended because I, I really like this next well, again what do we call this part of the song is it is it kind of a i can figure out the point of anything it's not it's kind of like it's like a post bridge yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of is. Uh, Kyle, what are your thoughts on the track? Uh, I really dig it. Honestly, I think sonically, it's probably the closest to uh, their their hit off the prior previous record. Uh, 
everything is all right yep. or tell me if you're all right everything's all right uh, I, I yeah everything's all right i i think it's probably the closest it's it's a kindred spirit to that one uh, are the backgrounds is is max one of the background vocals on that one i will find out while you keep talking yeah about the... live research um i'm just curious uh but yeah it freaking it freaking rocks it kind of ramps things up yes it is um <clears throat> it is the same trio of uh, cool. Rachel Minton and Max yeah, I thought, Oh, they, they made a comeback. Okay. They're on Hello yeah. Helicopter and Point of Extinction, and then the additional vocals on it had to be you as Rachel, and the piano on it had to be you as Adam, by the way. Um, mm. And R.I.P. And and Rick played uh, some key. I didn't realize Rick actually played additional keyboards on Calling All Cops. Maybe he didn't realize it either. He was just over there playing his own music, and it just happened to be Should we roll this? Should we do this? We we were talking about that pulsing part. I wonder if that was just him. (laughs) No, no. It might have been. (laughs) Could have been. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on point of extinction? Or were you done, Kyle? Yeah, I mean, it's it's great. It rocks. Okay, Chris, thoughts. Rick. Uh, no, Adam. Adam. God dang it. Sorry. You know what? Here's the thing. I can tell you're in your head. You were doing so well. Yeah. And you got, got thrown off on the one. And that's what did it. I'm upset. No, don't be no, upset. No, don't you're be. You know, like here's where I was I was. I get wrong. paid. We get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to do this podcast. We're professionals. Like I should uh-huh. know this stuff like you the back should of my know head. Better. We are professional broadcasters. Um Yeah, you're right. <laughs> You know, I think I, I think I was wrong back in the day thinking you had like thinking there had to be like this like major coherence on a record if you had two producers right. on it or that you or even two mixers or something like that. And the more we get into these records that had multiple producers or multiple mixers on stuff, the more I realized that like it the songs matter more unless like mm. one of them is poorly recorded. You know, yeah. for the most part, if you get the same band in the same period of time and like I'm sure that two producers are going to know what's going on with the other one. I assume, you know, I don't know which one came first. I should probably look that up. Um, But, you know, you're not going to do something where you're just going to be like, well, we're not doing like that at all. You realize you're making a a cohesive record. And I think that proves that it is. And there's not a huge divide between what the two producers did because you're having trouble picking who did what, you know? Um, So I think that's a good thing. So, um, yeah, I never knew that the f- the line in the first line was a name, Havelina. <laughs> so I learned that tonight. Um, but yeah, it's a great, great song. Um, and um, love the With All My Dreams hooked up to hospital machines. That's a great line. Uh, I love it. Kyle, uh, Chris, any more thoughts on Point of Extinction, either one of you? It's got that little nope. walk-up. Um, chord progression again on the chorus that I love when they do, um, and the the chunky fuzzy guitar on this song are like pretty ba. Yeah, kind of, kind of. The guitars are interesting on this album for for this band. They they took some took some chances. I liked it. Well, and oddly enough, like the the choruses are more sparse kind of than the verses. You know, it's kind of like the and it's kind of a lot of drums and stuff, but. Um, I like it. It's a good one. Oh, and, and oh, the yeah. second Transformers references here, by the way. I forgot. Energon oh, wait. Cubes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
multiple, and this is, uh, wait, this is before, yeah, the, this is after the first Transformers movie comes out, and we're all super hyped about Transformers again. But the second one hasn't come out yet, we maybe. We didn't know. We didn't know they were we going to get really, really we bad. No. We were so amped to see that first. Uh, we got, Chris got preview tickets, and we were like so amped, like children. And talk about a franchise that could have been the best ever, and then they just kept making worse and worse movies. I, Guys, I re- this is. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I watched that movie with the, with the dudes because they were really into Transformers. Oh, they probably and, like, loved it. it. I was like, yeah, it was like watch it for the first time. Yeah, I, was... I think I think I'd watch. Yeah, with a kid, it's probably a lot more fun. I've noticed there are some movies where I like I have a lot more lenience for like a movie when I'm watching it with my eight and six year old. Yeah, makes more sense at that point. Kyle, what were you gonna say? Well, I mean, we 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 got off on a tangent, and I was just gonna push it further. Uh, <laughs> the the Transformers movies. If you haven't watched it. Bumblebee is super good. Oh no, Bumblebee's so great. Bumblebee's great. It, yeah, it is super good. And actually, I'm Dude, really excited yes. about watching that with my girls whenever it's yep. age age appropriate. Um, I don't remember if there's it anything feels that's bad. authentically like it feels like someone made it when we were kids. Yeah, you should you should watch it by yourself. Like I don't, I watch it with my kids. I don't. It, it's there's just a little robot violence, but robot violence yeah. is fine. It's so yeah, yeah, it's so cute. And John Cena's it's, in it, who I like. Obsessed with now uh, lately for some reason. Freaking good movie. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. That Bumblebee is a good one. You're right. That's a that's a solid one. You did take it deeper. <laughs> yeah. We sorry. we can always we're always good for a tangent. Okay. Let's go to Antonia. Yeah. Kyle Simmons, let's go to you. Thoughts on Antonia? Okay, so really dig this song for for several reasons, but I'll, I'll go with the first since we just heard it, and that is instrumental chorus on the outro. Uh, freaking awesome, and and like that took a lot of <laughs> of control. You know what I mean? I yeah, like, I wouldn't have done it if 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 I was in the studio and. And my buddies were like, man, why don't you just, let's just like vibe on the chorus. I'd be like, no. Yeah. Um, I mean, cause but- that lyric is so much better. Like when it's like, and I yep. hope when the little lady grows up, I hope that she will be just like her mother. Like that's a better way to totally. end lyrically yep, than to sing the chorus again, even though the chorus is great. I like the chorus. The chorus is, it's such, it's such a nice thing. It's, it's cold when she's not around. And so the other thing I was going to say is because I know he kicks butt at writing songs, I love how simple this song is. It's like, I almost feel like he was in the studio and he was like, I want to write a song about my, my lady. And I'm just going to write down things about her that I like. And, and then he sang them. And it feels like, like you kind of know it. her a little bit. Cause they're exactly. all really quirky things. Not they're none. It's not a generic love song. It is a, no, you know, like, no, not at all. Most, most songs that are like this are going to be generic enough that like the, the goal is, Oh, I want pe- this to be relatable and people to 
uh, feel like I want to sing the things that other people feel about their significant others. So like, you know, Eric Clapton, wonderful tonight. That's like, that's a good yep. version of like, this is like everyone's, everyone's felt all the lyrics that are in this song about their significant other. And it's a great song and I love it, but this is so specific. It's just as endearing. It's even more endearing yep. because you're like, Oh, this could, this is only one person this could be. Well, and it's so quirky, but it doesn't feel gimmicky. Not you know what I mean? All. Like it just, it is, it is a fantastic song. I truly like it, like reading through the lyrics. It, it just kind of makes you smile and think, man, this is just really sweet because what a nice gift for, for her, because like he really just, he's really just telling us what he likes about her and not trying to make it rhyme, not trying to make it sound pretty, just stating the facts. And I'm pretty sure, you know, it, this could be, this could be like not true, but the fact that he mentions her shaving her legs with the Ginsu knives and mentioned the late night infomercial thing earlier on the record, like it's yeah. gotta be real yeah. that that's really what this girl's like is like ordering this stuff on TV and then shaving her legs with them. Like he could have made it up for all I care, but I want to believe that it it's real. Like I, I want to believe that, that, that these are all real things. Uh, and I think they probably are. Cause he seems, he seems pretty dang honest. Uh, Chris, what, what are your thoughts on it? It is a super sweet song, but in a Reddit AMA, he revealed that it's not just about one person. It's kind of about several oh, people. Oh, okay. well. So, um, it, it, he, but he he does kind of wince when people want him to play it because I think he, it, it's probably mostly about, uh, you know, his love interest. But he said, um, I just imagine what kind of things I would want someone to sing to me, the kind of love song I would want to hear. And the song contains those things about a bunch of people. Okay. Well, interesting. Which was the first thing that popped in my head was I would love someone to write this song about me. It's that's exactly. And that that was crazy. That's kind of what he was thinking when he wrote it. It's a sweet song. And a lot of good pop culture references. Got Indiana Jones, Ben Folds Five. Yeah. Yeah. All of them. I love the, uh, she misplaced her virginity back in 1995. It's a great, (laughs) great line. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's just, it's a sweet song and I like it. And, uh, and maybe that it doesn't ruin it for me, but I did want it to be just about one person, but that's okay. We all, Hey, maybe he was just saying that to like walk it back a bit to throw me off the scent. Yeah. Um, or yeah. if it was about he's a liar. He's a good songwriter, but he's, he's lying. a liar. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Justin Pierre, weird hair. You're lying. Nobody lies on You're, the internet guys. Never. No, everyone. We always, know. Um, yeah, love it. It's a great song and uh, and a good second to last song and 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 a, one of the sweeter love songs. I feel like you'll hear. It's totally. a really good one. I completely agree. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go to the final track. Um, even bring if, it home. Even if it kills me. Here we go.
Even if it kills me. I cheated. I had to cheat. I I was like, wait a minute. That was like three minutes. (laughs) It was 50. It was worth it. Six seconds. I couldn't, I could not pick 30 seconds. I couldn't do it. It's, uh, it's just one of my absolute all time favorite songs. I, there's not a bad two seconds of it. And, uh, and I can't say enough how much I love. Like I remember being excited about this record, you got to understand that like I was a, a big enough dork that even when sometimes I had the opportunity to get an album early in advance, you know, listen to it or whatever, I wouldn't, I would like, wait, like the, in, like going to the store, buying the CD or whatever. It was like something I liked doing and being excited about. And when he sings that last lyric and it's the tight, it's the title track and it's the last lyric and it ends the record with the title of the record. I just, I thought it was perfect. I was like, oh, this is like such a good ending um, to this record. And it's a great song and I love it. And I cannot say enough about it. Kyle, you talk about it something now. Uh, it's a great song. And also, um, I can't help but piece it together with the bit of information that we got at the end of the last song, right? Like he's, he's having a kid. Yeah. And ends it on that note, no chorus. And then like this song, he's, he's trying to get it together. Um, and tons of wonderful lines. I love the, I'm really not as stubborn as I seem said the knuckle to the concrete. <laughs> I love it. And so that is one of my favorite. I think of it every time I'm being stubborn. Yeah. Like, and I, and once I like, I know it and I'm just like that, <laughs> it's it such a like thing I would say. Out. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like that's, I'm the same way sometimes. It's like I'm not stubborn, but I'm like, yeah, yeah yes, you are. But but my wife they stuck me. the landing hard on this one. Uh I I also love how it ends with the title and um I love it. It's great. Kicks butt. Yeah, I, gosh, it's so good. Chris, what are your what are your thoughts? We talk a lot of crap on bands for ending records mm-hmm. wrong. They did these guys did not do that. This is oh how you end gosh. a record. Uh, big epic buildups, like the the song kind of builds up. Kyle mentioned that. I think you briefly touched on on how they build up these songs really well on at uh, the beginning of this, and this one <laughs> definitely does that. Um, and just uh, uh oh, by the way, Antonia uh, Adam. Oh, I forgot to look. Yeah, we forgot to guess. Let's oh yeah, uh, uh, yes, Antone- yes, yes. Okay, okay. And then this one is Rick. Yes, is Rick. You redeemed yourself. I closed it out. I closed it out. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, Rick, you, you're... Uh, uh, the bridge. The, the car's <laughs> yeah. bridge. Yep. It is a car's bridge, right? Like, oh, the yeah. bridge is like, boot, hey, boot, let's do a car's boot, bridge. Boot, boot, yeah. Boot. yeah, it sounds like the cars, which is great. Yeah. I love the cars. Cars, great band. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um, and the soft ending that Blake so eloquently... I had to. ...blessed us with. Well, I mean, I just um, recorded. Um, <laughs> you, played no, a clip, made, but yeah. No, but you made two choices. One, you picked an awesome clip, and two, you made the choice to possibly get sued, um, so that we could hear that. I ending. think we're still and under it, fair use. Attorneys, <laughs> uh, we, we we want you to know that. I mean, Kyle had nothing, nothing to do to yep. do with the clip selection. Nothing to do. We barely know Blake. He's just a guy that we talk to on the internet. <laughs> he doesn't um, share a birthday with us for please sure. Don't, please don't drag us into any dirty business. We had nothing yeah. to do with it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think. I mean, it's. I, though again, this is maybe the perfect example of the vocal thing I've talked about a few times on this. Like, that's why I really wanted to get that. Um, sad truth of the matter is, I'll never get over it. 
but I'm going to try. I just, I think it's the motion in his voice that we get for, you know, I don't know, third or fourth time on this record. I mean, like, I'm not saying he doesn't have emotion in his voice, but like he get, he gets up there and I don't want to call it cracking, but like the way he's, I mean, that was the perfect take. I don't know if they merged several takes or whatever, but it sounds like I just, it's so good. And, uh, and it makes the whole, that emotion at this point makes the build of this song, as you mentioned, Kyle, so good. Cause this song starts off. I remember when they released this as a single, I was kind of surprised because I, when I think of this song, I think about the beginning and the ending, oddly enough. And I think of how it feels and I'm like, Ooh, that doesn't sound like a motion city single. Yeah. Then I forget that like the chorus is pretty boppy and stuff. It's, um, it's upbeat and happy and stuff like that. And, uh, it's such a good way to end a, end a record. This song alone is worth better than a six out of 10 or a two out of five or, whatever these lame scores they were given this record. I think that they should have been on top of the world with this record. I think it's one of the best ones that came out in 2007. It's one of my favorite records. And this song certainly is one of my favorites. Freaking Scott at punknews.org. Yeah. Nice. Idiot. I hope you're, he's not a, he's not a good person. We know that. It's obvious. (laughs) What if he's like the nicest guy? I can't believe it. Hey guys, like I'm not kidding. In Scott's profile pic, he seems totally nice, and he's got this—he's got this corgi dog with him. <laughs> like, like Scott looks oh, like a pretty good a, hang, but I definitely uh, don't want him to tell me what he thinks about music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can talk about other. We, like, we not you know, what we should do like media. I think I, you know, what would maybe be a fun segment for this show is to find like. It, First of all, plan just a little bit further in advance. Get Find one of, of these bad reviewers and get a hold of them. Defend like, your stance. Defend your stance or tell me you were wrong. Yeah. Like, tell us you were wrong. Uh, that's because a, That's a good idea. That's a good idea. We should, and, and then probably have better luck with these reviewers than um, the artists. <laughs> They're probably going to be like, listen, I got paid $10 per review. Yeah. It was 11.30 p.m. It was due at midnight. I listened my, to three my songs. My boss loved it, good. And, and he yeah. was a dick, so I hated it. Yeah. yeah I, I had already done four nine-star albums that day, so I felt like one had to be bad, otherwise everybody's going to think I liked everything. Sorry, guys. It must be something like that, because I feel I just kind of feel like that's where we're at uh, with some of this stuff. Yeah, okay, because he's wrong. He is uh, wrong. Let's go to lasting impressions, um, unless anyone has any other um, notes uh, that they want to uh, talk about for it, for any of the tracks but, or the last track. You all good? I'm good. Okay, let's do it. Uh, does it hold up? <laughs> yeah. Chris, you first. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, duh. That's great. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those where this happens to me often. We we listen to one of these albums for uh, just for the purpose of the podcast, and after revisiting it, I find myself you know playing it in the car like well past <laughs> yeah <laughs> when we actually do the recording and and putting um, you know songs on my playlist. I, I I have quarterly playlists that I just try to like add stuff to so I can keep keep it keep it spicy. And yeah, I've got a few on the old playlist now. Definitely holds up. Yeah, um, I think so for sure. I think it's uh, definitely a good record. I've got it on vinyl, so I don't buy records on vinyl that don't hold up. Kyle, same. I I got the same. vinyl, and uh, I mean, I don't. I really, I really don't even need to talk about it. It's it's it rocks. 
anybody that doesn't think so is wrong. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, okay, this is where I think we're going to have differing opinions. Is it their best album? Let's start with uh, Chris. No, I, well, I, I, I'm, I'm not a good, good reference point of this one. Like I said, I, I hadn't really taken a hard list of this album like till a lot later. Um, and my, my favorite Motion City soundtrack album is the one you guys hate, is the one that you hate the most. <laughs> is it My Dinosaur Life? It's, just a, it's nostalgia for me. Yeah. I just really liked that record and it was just a really happy time in my life. So, okay. All right. Well, um, See, Kyle. I told you, controversial. What Dude, about you? Right past. No, I mean, I, listen, it's maybe controversial, but also. I really don't think that they have a stinker. So that's pretty rare for bands. Um, so I don't think it's their best. It's so, so good. Uh, but I am such a big fan of Go. Like, such a freaking awesome to. record, dude. Um, but like, this is... I mean, if I'm ranking Motion City soundtrack records, and maybe that's why, you know... Uh, dinosaur my dinosaur life is is kind of a shocker because i feel like all of them are pretty even and then that one i like just a little bit less but it's that record sounds incredible and it will always hold a special place in my heart for him calling out uh jay leno on conan so yeah that was such a great that was awesome that was one of my favorite things ever but I it doesn't redeem that for me. I I think this is my favorite of theirs. They, like I said, they they put out really good records and commit this to memory is great. But I think what it basically boils down to is there's like one or two tracks on commit this to memory where I'm more like I could I could take them or leave them, and this one is less so like that for me. Really, uh, I don't. So because I don't know that we'll ever get to it because it's fairly it's considerably newer, I do want to know what you thought of Go, Blake. I love Go. Okay. I think and I think we will do Go at some point okay. because I think it's we will. Uh, I think people should know about it. That, that's one of those what we do where we go I think not enough people knew about it and really need to be forced to listen to it. What I mean, a great forced record. to as if we're forcing people to listen to this podcast, but <laughs> it's not um it is a good record and and I like their their last one too. Yep. What's it called? Uh, their their final falling. Oh, gosh, I just see the cover. I the, the ship. Of it. I see the cover. Yeah. Um, it's I. I think they can. Cons- my dinosaur life. I don't hate or anything. It's just my least favorite of theirs because the bar is so high. Um, and that's probably unfair. Um, but panic stations. I, I, that's that's the last panic record. stations. Yeah. That's a, and it's really good too. Really, the go and panic stations. Um, I know we're probably less successful, but they're they're really really good records. And some of my favorite Motion City songs are on Go. Actually, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this song, I mean this this record, I think I think it has to be my favorite. I think it's their best. Um, which is why it shocks me that it got six out of tens and two out of fives and stuff. Which is why you shouldn't listen to critics, I guess, because it makes me mad for them. Because I feel like that was probably, you know, you do pay attention to that and. I think that probably bums you out that you make a record with like probably two of your idols and one of them was kind of a weird experience anyway. And then you start getting these weird reviews and stuff. And I don't know, I I can see why that would be a downer, but um, I think it's fantastic. Okay. Is it their most important album, Kyle? I mean, 
I th- I think so. I don't know. I don't have the. I don't remember what commit this to memory did, but like I think this is what really got people talking about Motion City soundtrack. And I could be wrong, but I mean, I think uh, my dinosaur life was the big budget follow up that just didn't didn't, didn't do what they thought it would do. And so uh, I think it is their most Im- their their most important just because. Uh, because the I think this is what showed the introduced the world to or most of the world to Motion City soundtrack. It's what got them a bigger budget. Uh, got them on got them on freaking Conan on the last night. I mean, yeah, that's that's a pretty big deal. That's pretty big bragging. Was it last rights. night or last week? Last week. It was last week, but still, yeah. that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I mean, it's it's pretty close between this and Commit This to Memory for me because they were both pretty important. Commit This to Memory certainly got them a lot more fans and then therefore got them in front of a lot of more, you know, they were on tour with like Blink-182 and stuff around this time. They were on some pretty big tours. <laughs> um, but, you know, pre this album coming out, it's not like they were playing arenas by themselves or something. I think they were playing a couple like shows with like 9,000 people, which is pretty impressive, but... Uh, yeah, I think they should have been the poster child of, uh, of emo and I, they're not like, I think, you know, anytime you see these retro articles about, um, emo music or the best stuff from that time, I feel like they're not the poster child for it. You know, it's always like panic at the disco, fallout boy, things like that. Um, or some other look, cause these guys didn't quite fit that the, any of the aesthetics either of it. Not none of them. I mean, maybe a little bit, but I don't know. I think it's good. So, okay. Awards, Desert Island Songs, two or three of your favorites. Good luck. Um, Who wants to go first? It's so hard. I'll go. (laughs) Okay. It's going to be kind of weird, but I think I'm going, even if it kills me, Antonia, just because I just love that song so much. And... I think I'm going last night. That's good. Solid picks. Uh, Chris, what are your three? Last night. Can't finish what you started. Even if it kills me. Noise. Yeah, I'm definitely last night. And even if it kills me, we're all on the same page there. Um, On the third one, I think I might go. I think I might go point of extinction. Hmm. I think I'll go there, but I, I also, I'm with you, Chris, on, on, I do love Can't Finish What You Started, but I think I might go Point of Extinction. Uh, point of Extinction, I mean, rather. So, what about Nobody's Perfect? Is there a worse song on this record? God, I, I didn't hear it, if there is. It, 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 it was, I, I mean, I always think about that as I'm re-listening. There's just not one on there. I, I'm I, not taking anything I off. I mean, I think... Yeah, I don't yeah, think I would I, either. Oh, no, yeah. I do if think I had Alan to, All Cops is the closest to filler. I, 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 yeah, I was saying the same thing. See, yeah. I would feel I feel like it's Hello Helicopter for me. Oh, okay. and I think it's just because we are we just had the conversation, like the real chill middle of the record break. Yeah, and it kind of feels too soon to have this. Hello Helicopter is not as chill, but it is more down and a little more minory, and it feels more throwaway to me okay. than the other ones for me. Um, I can see that. I, I that I think that song gets revived by the guest stars. 
in a way. Yeah, and it's not. But yeah, I get. I get. What it's you're not saying. bad. It's not like. But I mean, it would be. It's my least favorite on the record, but the competition is stiff for at the top. <laughs> so it's not not really fair when you've got so many good songs on a record. Um, yeah, what about Grower Not a Shower? What's the song? Maybe you didn't like it first, but now love. Either one. Whoever wants to go first. Um, Just letting you choose. You know, if if I'm being honest, probably Antonia because it is so unique and there it it stands out right like yeah. as, as being a non-conventional love song but it it didn't take long for it to grow like i was i was yeah. into it but like at first it was like whoa what is going on here this isn't how he writes songs and this isn't a normal love song but i i love it you have one chris uh you know for me i think um Gosh, I have to say it wasn't, it's not Antonio, although I, 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 I kind of felt the same way about it. But like I said um, earlier, the song last night I already loved, but um, once I kind of heard that memento thing too, I, you know, it kind of took a new life for me too. So it's, but it was never not a grower. So um, yeah. I don't really have an answer for this one. <laughs> I think mine might be the conversation because I think I, I probably skipped it back in the day just because it was so chill and that wasn't the vibe yeah. I was going for at the mm. time. But I actually think it's a really good song and it's great placement on the record and I wouldn't I wouldn't kick it off now. Like So it was probably one I did not give as much of a chance or pay as much attention to. Also because it's simple, it's just piano and vocals and, and I think I probably just was like not... Um, it doesn't have all the other things that motion city songs make me go like turn my head and go, Oh gosh, that's a great part. Oh. And then they come up with another great part. And then, you know, so it's simpler and I probably just didn't take note of it as much. So I think that would be mine. Um, well, I guess that's it. That's that, that's us. Uh, we have, uh, we've accomplished all the things that we wanted to talk about on this record. Definitely objectively better than a six out of 10 or a two out of five. Uh, if, if you are not familiar with this one, uh, please uh, give it a spin or go buy the vinyl or something. And the uh, motion city soundtrack going back on tour. It got canceled. Uh, they're, they're doing commit this to memory. I think for the, what was supposed to be a 15th year anniversary and now has turned into a 17th year anniversary of that coming out as uh, COVID keeps derailing their plans uh, I am excited to see this band again because it's been a long time. Uh, I did not get to see them on their on their f- kind of f- last final tour, their sort of hiatus tour. Oh, it was so good. We were it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Yeah, we you you got to see them, Chris, because they were in Oklahoma City the night we were playing Tweezer, and so we didn't get to go see them here. But then because you lived in Austin, you caught them like a couple days later or whatever, <laughs> and I'm jealous because uh, i would have liked to see that uh, but i'm glad that we're gonna get to go see them in july I, I, yeah i remember whispering to my buddy uh, well you know cameron yeah. I, I i whispered to him i was like i can't wait till these guys need another pool for their house yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes we're gonna do this again in a few years i know it uh yeah I'm glad I'm, they're coming back i'm very excited about it uh anyway thanks for listening again if you uh like what you hear please consider giving us a glowing review on itunes uh and subscribe on any of the platforms you listen on uh we we've noticed a couple people uh we see some analytics for this kind of stuff some of you listen on ipads i didn't know that's that seems like a i'm glad please tell us what your kind of is that in your pocket jinkos 
curious how you listen on an iPad. <laughs> Your caffeine um, pants. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. And so, uh, you know, whatever device or platform you can subscribe so these just show up conveniently every two weeks now that we're kind of back in the pattern. None of us are sick or our houses are on fire and uh, you can send us your comments your disagreements your suggestions to info at findingemopod.com or find us on any of the social media at finding emo pod that's it for us we will catch you next time Bye.